and welcome to episode 20 of Katie's Christmas Movie Countdown. I'm here with Otis. Yeah, how's it going? And Ryan. What's up? And tonight we watch Jingle All the Way. Jamie! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I expect a lot of just Turbo really Man. awful Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions in this episode. Sorry, not sorry. So Jingle All the Way came out in November of 1996. Uh, so the basic plot of this film, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a really shitty dad, like most dads were in 90s movies, as it turns out, and he forgets to get his kid a toy, even though he told his wife that he bought that toy, like, weeks and weeks ago. So he goes out on an adventure on Christmas Eve to find the Turbo Man doll for his kid, who is tired of his dad disappointing him and just wants this one fucking doll. So chaos ensues. He goes to every fucking toy store in the Twin Cities area and can't find it anywhere. He enters like a radio contest and he fights some Santas who are running this like black market toy scheme. (laughs) And he does all this stuff to get this toy and pretty much can't get it. He destroys his family like from the inside out for not getting this toy basically. And in the end... He saves the day by dressing up like Turbo Man and being the hero that his kid really needed. The end. That's the whole plot of this film. Uh, Some fun facts about this film. It was produced by Christopher Columbus. Not like America Christopher Columbus. I'm surprised you didn't jump on that. (laughs) I was shocked at how old the movie was. (laughs) Yes. I thought it was like 1996 or something, not 1496. Solid. Nice, nice work. Impressive. But this is the same Chris Columbus who brought us uh, Harry Potter. And he wanted Joe Pesci to play Myron, who is Sinbad's character, who is like the heel in this story. He's the competing dad, also trying to get the Turbo Man. And it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad constantly fighting in every toy store trying to get the last Turbo Man or access to the last Turbo Man. Talk about blockbuster pairings. Yeah. (laughs) So he wanted Joe Pesci to play Myron originally, but decided that Joe Pesci was just way too short because Joe Pesci is only five foot three and Arnold Schwarzenegger is six foot two and they wouldn't work like fighting each other all the time. It was just going to be too awkward. There is a couple of uncredited cameos. cameos thank you. Cameos in this film. Uh, Vern Troyer, uh, also known as Mini-Me from the Austin Powers series, is one of the Santas in the weird black market toy scheme and another santa in that scene is also the big show from wwe and he was probably wcw right then but yes yes well yes he's the big show now he used to be the giant yeah (laughs) back in wcw but yeah when this film came out he was probably still the giant i think so yeah he was in the credits as the giant yeah oh okay and then uh, also was Jim Belushi was one of the Santas right there. Yeah, he's like the lead one. Yeah. Also in this cast, uh, Chris Parnell from Saturday Night Live fame. This was his very first film. And Tom Arnold, who is a fucking creep in this film, was was like the next door neighbor supporting no, dad. That wasn't, that wasn't Tom Arnold. That was Phil Hartman. Phil yeah. Hartman. Sorry. Yeah. One of those guys that died. I don't know. <laughs> Phil Hartman, creepy dad guy from next door. Sinbad improvised the majority of his lines in this film because it's Sinbad. 
And because of that, Arnold had to improvise most of his responses to everything that Sinbad said because Sinbad was just shooting off the cuff. I didn't know that. For most of this movie. He didn't do that bad. It, it seemed like, it seemed pretty good. Yeah. So there was some stuff that was written, like, that they had to kind of guide Arnold to uh, when Sinbad would say something that they kind of cut and pasted through. But I guess most of the stuff that Arnold did was all just improvised. Uh, this story is was initially written and based off of the shopping frenzy that happened in the 1980s over the Cabbage Patch doll, but it came out the same Christmas as the Tickle Me Elmo when that same shopping fiasco happened again, and people were getting trampled on at stores and, like, dying over Tickle Me Elmos. Do you guys remember that? Um, I remember seeing it on the news, um... I'm glad that me and my sisters didn't want to tickle me Elmo. What what age was that supposed to be for? Little kids. Oh, tickle little. me Elmo would have been little kids because like right now, Sesame Street's meant for like I don't know six and under. Yeah, that's, five and under maybe. That's weird. I know my mom. Because Elmo's four, so. Yeah, I know my mom had to have like put somebody in a headlock when she was getting Pokemon for me, whatever year that oh, was. Oh, maybe. But uh, yeah, her fighting days were over after a while because like. All the, the shit that we wanted, she didn't have to really fight anybody for. But I remember seeing stuff on the news about the Tickle Me Elmo. And that Cabbage Patch doll, the, the one, one that, that would chew and shit. Oh, yeah. And then ate that girl's hair. I remember that and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no. But, Things I never wanted. A toy that could fucking, like, chew and talk and pee and poop. I don't yeah. want any of that. But, yeah, I just remember on the news about the Tickle Me Elmo. want that as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it now. Yeah. Exactly. So for this movie, uh, they made a Turbo Man action figure that is the same action figure as in the movie. It's a 13 and a half inch tall action figure. And because of when this movie came out and how it was shot, it had a limited time to make enough product for the Christmas season. So they didn't really have a lot of product to push. So this was the only toy that they made for the entire release of the film. Wait. They didn't make a booster toy after <laughs> all that shit. Like, no, we can get you a booster. Uh-huh. I mean, and I'm they sure don't sell any of them. I'm sure they had like seventy five thousand of them made for Heresy. this specific film, but they didn't sell them for like the promotion of this film. But they did sell the Turbo Man, and you can apparently still find them on eBay, which is weird. And why would you want that? That's probably a lot of money now. I guess. Not that many. Anything that... What's a lot? $12? Is it (laughs) signed by Arnold Schwarzenegger? Probably like 40 bucks now. Okay, so $9? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's probably like 40 bucks now. Hey, are are we going to mention, speaking about signatures? Oh, so at the very beginning of the film, (laughs) it opens and Arnold Schwarzenegger is working in his very, very busy job as the president of a mattress company. That just apparently his phone is ringing nonstop off the hook. Probably the only company in town. And he can't (laughs) ever be with his family because he's busy selling mattresses. Yeah, (laughs) no time to sleep on the job there. So so he's talking to his wife on the phone and signing like a contract for some deal. And instead of signing... It's actually about going to court. Oh, what? Yeah, it's something about he's going to appear in court or not go to court for something. I only saw a couple of words in the quick oh. second. While you were looking at the signature, I was trying to read what the document was about. And it's something okay. about appearing so he was in court. Like, he was signing this document for appearing in court, which is supposed to be for his character to appear in court. Or something. Or we would assume. 
And he fucking signs his own name. Like, he signed his real Arnold Schwarzenegger signature. Damn. Instead of just faking his character's one. He was like, nope, I'm too used to this one. We're just going to go with it. Pilot. Yeah, he was like, fuck Honestly, it. Honestly, guys, for all we know, he was actually signing a real court order at that time. I mean, could have been. We don't know. It was in between... He didn't know the cameras sets. were rolling. Yeah, he just signed. We he don't just know. Like, You're my number one customer. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a weird accent. <laughs> so uh, Arnold apparently really enjoyed making this film. He was especially attracted to just the idea of playing a regular dude because all of his roles pretty much up to that were like, oh, you're going to play this really buff like action hero guy. And this was more... Like, just regular family man. Even though he was a shitty dad, he was still just... He got yeah, to be like I mean, a regular, regular family man. Uh, yeah, I mean, he wasn't shitty. He's just... He provided for him. They had a amazing looking yeah, house and Yeah, and Tim stuff. Allen wasn't a shitty dad in the Santa Claus. He killed a guy. Yeah, he was a shitty dad. Yeah, I... I mean, absent father. It doesn't matter how much money you provide for your family. If you're not there, a reindeer. Like he it's Christmas. Mess. He gave him beer afterward. That's fine. Yeah, he I got mean... him drunk. <laughs> <laughs> not even words. There's not even words to describe that right now. Uh, so, the Turbo Man, the character, his red suit was modeled after the Flash, and his name was originally going to be Turbo Tom. So that's a weird bit of information. That's worse. Turbo It is worse. Turbo Tomtic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was paid $20 million for this film. Wow. That's really? like $18 million more than I thought he would have gotten. <laughs> that's why I was happy to do it. Did, did that movie even make $20 million? <laughs> it probably made. Oh, I we'll find out later. Money. All right. Uh, and speaking of other shitty dads, Tim Allen was considered the, for the lead role in this film. I can see him do this. Of course you can, because it's literally his role in the Santa Claus, which he did two years before this film. So it would have just been reprising his role as the Santa Claus. But Disney was probably like, mm, no. Wait a minute. You're not allowed to do that. Okay, I didn't see this movie, but you guys might know. Uh... Did Tim Allen also play the same role of a shitty human being who has to turn into something else to prove his worth in the Shaggy Dog? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, talk about typecast. Jeez. Just yes. like Rob Schneider, he turns into everything. He was a hot chick, and a, he did something else. What else did he turn into? I don't into? know. There's a whole bunch uh, of movies I didn't uh, see. Prostitute. Failed career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sidekick to Adam Sandler? That's all... Rob Schneider ever did. Dang, that's mean. How is that mean? That's what he was. What he is. Not was. He's still alive. That's what he is. Barely. <laughs> well, that's because Adam Sandler's career is not so great anymore. You hear something about like this latest movie Adam Sandler did? Might be getting like an Academy Award maybe? Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks good. I haven't seen anything it's about serious. it. It's serious. Like he's a mobster. He's oh, like involved I, I, in I, just, I, thought, I thought he was on the decline. I thought I just heard someone say that. He does a serious movie like once His... every ten years. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Y'all just razzing on him. They're like, that movie looks great. Uh, yes. Doesn't mean the rest of his fucking career isn't shit, okay? Come at me, bro. <laughs> Tell me a good film that Adam Sandler has made in the last ten years. You don't want to jump on click? You want me to jump on click? I like that was click. more than ten years ago. I, I know. Think... I, was like, I think that's 2008. 
Yeah, I think that's like the boundary of how far we can go back. But no, I like Click, but I don't think he did anything good after. What Click. has he done since that? Grown a lot ups. of Netflix stuff. Oh wait, wait. Grown Ups One and Two. No, what was that video Just game one it. he did? Oh, Pixels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pixels was not good. Yeah, that's my point. I like the one. Enter the Zohan. Like that movie he did with Andy Samberg. Like, come on, guys. That other one where he was his own sister? Jack and Jill. Jack yeah. and Jill? Yeah, come on. I only know you that cannot tell my me. students know it. You cannot uh, tell me that Adam Sandler's career that is on the fun. rise or doing <laughs> great. This next film Still looks like it's going to be good, but his career as of recently has not been great. I'm telling you, he bides his time. It's, he's one of those Pokemon that's like, plays bide. Yeah. He's like an Onyx. And I do... Up, I will Jewish say, <laughs> gonna do ten years of bad say, films, make one really good for one. For like, <laughs> for all the bad films that Adam Sandler has made in the last decade, I did really like Blended because I do think that him and Drew Barrymore together can do no wrong. They're pretty solid. They're solid together. A solid couple. All three of their like rom coms I love. So I, I feel the same him. way about Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Oh, Meg Ryan, gross. What? <laughs> Have you seen her face lately? Oh, I thought we were talking about when Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks did movies together when she was not plastic. You're, st- I'm talking about they keep Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore <laughs> continue to do films together like every few years. Tom Hanks would do films with Meg Ryan if she wasn't a plastic robot. Would it's not he? his fault. Would he? She made choices. They did two films thirty years ago and they were good, but three films. Name the third. Name all three. You've got mail. Mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. Joe versus the volcano. Oh, I don't remember Joe versus. That's the, the first one they did together. I was about to say you, you went the newer ones and then went <coughs> back forty years. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. What's well, Liam Neeson's in that? You know, I don't remember. Joe I have seen the movie once. It's been <clears throat> forever since I've and seen that. And it the last time I saw it was the last time Meg Ryan saw her own face as it was. Yikes. Yeah, it's a while back. I want to say Liam Neeson's in it, too. I can't even remember the last time I saw Meg Ryan in a movie besides You've Got Mail. Like, that was the newest thing she's been in, right? That's what I like to remember her as. Was she in that (laughs) movie with Harrison Ford, or was that somebody else? Where they, like, land a plane on an island? It might have been Anne Heche. I don't know. I just like to remember people as I want to remember them by. Okay. You know, so it's like Courtney Cox, you know, she stopped her life in my brain after Friends, you know, before her cheeks grew five times that day. (laughs) Don't you hate on Big Fat Goalie, okay? She's just fine. She's a a trans monster. (laughs) How dare you hate on Big Fat Goalie? That's not even a word! (laughs) (coughs) Uh, Monica's great. They're all great. Yeah, they steal that TV guy every week. <laughs> oh, we can't talk about friends because Otis doesn't like friends, so. It's not that I don't like it, I just only seen an episode and a half of it. That's okay. I saw it so much I could fall asleep to it. Like, you give me the first, like, ten minutes of any episode and I will start to drift off because I've seen it too often. Well, take it back. Um, because it used to come on after Simpsons, so I would see the first, like, couple of minutes of episodes. So I've probably seen collectively probably, like, ten episodes mm. off of just intros. Yeah. <laughs> In my so life. So he knows the theme song and the claps. Who much. doesn't? Yeah. yeah. Who, who put the, that fountain water in their mouth? Because that's gross. In the theme? 
Wasn't it Joey with like spitting water out? Or no, I th- I think it's David Schwimmer. That's gross. That's how you get a fucking disease. Well, well it's I mean, not actually. You look at his career. I'm sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Madagascar was great. All three of them. Yeah, you know the the less you have to show your face, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you can just Skype that from his, like, bed. But it doesn't yeah. really matter. That's not a real fountain. Get that money. It's... What? Yeah, I guess. That's not a real fountain. That's not New York. I thought it was running. No, it's a real fountain. I just saw a video of it being somewhere. Like, it's real. What? It was just used in another TV show or something like that. Isn't it on a Warner Brothers lot somewhere? It's, I think it's in California somewhere. Yeah, at the Warner Brothers lot. Like, all the good stuff is. It's in California. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's on a lot somewhere. Welcome to New York. And they New cleaned York. it all the way out it's before actually he put Cali. his mouth in it. <laughs> Ew. That's weird. It might be the seventh time I've ever said Cali. That's the eighth! <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a mess. Just ignore Ryan. Alright, back to this movie now that we took like this really weird left turn into God damn it, friends. Ryan. You wasted our tangent. You did it too early. <laughs> Take as many tangents I didn't as you want. Do it. Yeah, you did. No, I you didn't. Take as, we can take as many Actually, no, tangents. no. It, it was me matter. because I made Katie do that quiet, like, frown edge that she does when you say something. She'll just stay quiet for, like, five <laughs> seconds and then threaten you. I mostly do that's that how, just to Otis. That's how she operates. I do. Okay, keep going. What was your favorite character of the film? Favorite character? Yep. Uh,. See, I'm forced because I want to say Arnold's character, but he was kind of a piece of shit. Yep. Um, okay, so Sinbad's character halfway through was amazing because he was funny, and it seemed like he was he wasn't super desperate. But around like the 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 bomb and the package, that's when he started getting a little squirrely. And then at the end, he's just a villain. It just flipped really quick. Yep. So give me like first half Sinbad. Back half Arnold. Okay. Okay, so the the good part of me wants to be like Rita Wilson's character. You know, because she is trying to do what she can with balancing her marriage that is not doing the best. Yeah. And yeah. trying to be the parent that she needs to be for her kid without making it be a fight in front of her kid all the time, which yeah. is tough. You know, while... Having to start having all these advances from creepy single neighbor next door who apparently is allowed to come into their house whenever they want. So that's kind of terrible. Um, And she at least is able to, you know, keep traditions and spurn his advances and, like, hit him with some hot non-alcoholic eggnog. Well, that's the answer I feel like I'm supposed to give. Rita Wilson? Um, Okay. But what I actually am going to say is that I prefer... And my character being the cop. Because <laughs> that's the most realistic, like... That cop is fucked up. This is, this is the day before Christmas Eve. The eve before Christmas Eve morning, if you will. And he just pulls someone over for using the emergency lane, like he should. Yeah. It's nice to see uh, Arnold get a little bit of instant karma. I hate those people. You know, so, so then it goes from him just doing his job... To then ha- him having the worst Christmas Eve day of his life. Oh, was yeah. really you know? terrible. That like, cop got fucked. The, his, he goes in to get some coffee just to start his day. It's going to be a busy day of arresting people for being terrible to each other at toy stores. <laughs> Comes out and, oh, look, Arnold has broken the mirror off of his bike. His bike's on the ground. Arnold drops the bike on the ground because he doesn't want to be in trouble. 
Like, okay, so there's there's another bad step, not have a good day. Oh, he dropped his coffee, you know, with that. So he still doesn't have coffee. And then he get, responds to some, like, hey, there's a crazy guy in a radio booth, shows up, and there's a bomb, and he's like, don't worry, guys, I'm on the bomb squad. That know? was his bad. And then he doesn't realize it is a bomb, and it explodes in his hands, and his hands have to be bandaged now. You know? <laughs> so now he also lost all of his credibility, you know, yeah. as sergeant or whoever he is. And then he finally gets all of his coffee, picking up some coffee for the guys to make up for, you know, a bomb going off on his watch, and his hands are all bandaged and stuff, and who runs into him and knocks the scolding hot coffee onto his face? Schwarzenegger again. Like, this dude's <laughs> just trying to salvage anything about his Christmas Eve day, and he just wants a cup of joe. Yeah. You know? It's a rough life. So I feel, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. So my favorite character is Jake Lloyd in this film. Uh, he's a pilot, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's Best the in only, the whole galaxy. I'm the only human who can do it. Uh, so he's awful in Star Wars, but in this movie he was okay. Not yeah. great, but he's like the only character that's not super shitty, I guess. I mean, Rita Wilson was alright, but she let that dude come over too many times. Agreed. Like, just say no. Don't let your neighbor come over to your house. Maybe she didn't He's already like creepy and weird. Understand the advances? Or Even if she didn't understand. Maybe she just thought he was just being really, really friendly. At first, sure. Even yeah. if she didn't understand, we're, this is mid-90s. Like, you don't just, like, invite random people over or, like, your neighbor over every day of the week. I don't know. Like, I think that's the time you do do it. Like, that was the ending of the time of being able to, like, leave your doors unlocked and stuff. No, no, no. I mean, come on over. No, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that your neighbors can't come over or whatever. But, like, if you, if it's, as a woman... It's just you and your kid. You're not just like, hey, single male neighbor from next door. Come on over every day of the week. Help me put up my Christmas lights because my husband's gone. Like, yeah, but no. I think it was more like because the kid, like the <clears throat> neighbor's kid was over playing with her kid. Yeah. Makes more sense why he'd, he'd pop over like they're playing I together. I guess. Yeah, they were kicking each other in the other room. Yeah, that was pretty great. But, I don't know. <laughs> I think I have the high ground. No, I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he did a I think the kid did a good job at portraying all the emotions that a little kid would be feeling yeah. in all the instances, like all the situations he has put in in this movie. Like his dad was super shitty. He told his dad he was super shitty. He really wanted a toy. He was disappointed he didn't get the toy. Like his dad just kept disappointing him and he was showing With- just the right emotion and the right amount of anger towards his dad and yep. towards his... I don't know. He did good. Jake Lloyd did good in this film. When he chewed his dad out over the phone, it was like some real raw emotion. I was like, you didn't even feel that bad when you left your mom on Tatooine. When you <laughs> murdered the younglings. Yeah, where's the emotion there? Well, I mean, that wasn't Jake Lloyd, but... You Still. Know, same person. <laughs> the spirit of Jake Lloyd. The spirit of Jake Lloyd, yeah. Just floated into it. Aiden Christensen's body. Wouldn't that be a, a force ghost to see? <laughs> Fucking tiny Jake Lloyd. <laughs> standing the at, the, at the end of six, just like waving next to...
Yoda next to like nine hundred year old Yoda and one hundred year old Obi Wan Kenobi. Like, I mean, so fucking funny. Just waving off fast. I'm a pilot, you know. That's all he says. What if Baby Yoda was there, just, just waving? <laughs> what the fuck is? What does that mean? It just goes it's off. Jake Lloyd and Baby Yoda and Ewan McGregor, just like Ryan. What would you have done? They just like cut up all the old foot, all the old old force goes out. What, what, what would you have done <laughs> at the end of episode nine? Whatever happens, and you just see Baby Yoda pop up and he's just waving. What would you have done? I mean, maybe that happens. We don't know. I mean, what what wouldn't you have done? Like, oh, I, 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 I don't care. Like, you'd smile. Everyone would smile because literally every time Baby Yoda comes on the screen, everyone smiles. Uh, I take that all back. I off. take it all back. I would cry. I would cry a million tears <laughs> because if if Baby Yoda is showing up as Baby Yoda as a Force Ghost. Baby Yoda's not making oh, it on episode 8. Not as a force ghost, just as Baby Yoda. Oh, I, was saying, oh. I was saying a ghost. Oh. oh. Okay, because... No, maybe it's just actually What you're Yoda. saying, Katie, no. I, I, I would be fucking kick but what if, it's if just, all of a sudden like all these ghosts okay, show up and what, then just out in walks like little Baby Yoda sipping that little drink and being like, what are we all doing here? Okay, but what if, but what if, it's, not, but what if it's not Baby Yoda from Mandalorian, but it's Yoda Yoda just as a baby... Because they all get to fucking willy-nilly decide how old they're going to be when they force ghost. So he's like, sometimes I'm a 900-year-old puppet. Sometimes I'm a 600-year-old CGI character. And this time, I'm a 50-year-old baby. Just like, well, get some, ladies. <laughs> just like, fuck it. That'd be cute. Just him and Yaddle, like, chilling. Little, having a play date. <laughs> Uh, I do not need to think about Yaddle more than once. <laughs> oh, fucking Yaddle. Oh, no. See, we got back to Star Wars anyways. Ooh. We're talking about Jingle all the way. We made it back to Star Wars. Ooh. Thank Jeez. you, Jake Lloyd. Um, that's what? the only time you've heard that in your career. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Jake Lloyd gave us an awesome poster. Right? Yeah, that was a really good poster. I mean, that's that's the best thing to happen out of his <laughs> his time as Anakin. <laughs> Disagree. Weird Al's cover of American that Don- of American Pie. My mind this here Anakin, Anakin guy. guy. That's the best song. Like that's the best thing that that Star Wars. Movie oh yeah, did. Well, I'm saying that Jake Lloyd did. <laughs> But Jake Lloyd was part of that. Jake Lloyd wasn't responsible for Weird Al being awesome. (laughs) I went to his house and talked to him. Like, can you make this song? Oh, man. Go up to Weird Al. Are you an angel? (laughs) Wow. Wow. He's like, yes. Yes. Mess. Okay, who was your least favorite character in Jingle All the Way? Can we all just agree? I mean, Phil Phil, Phil Hartman's character. Definitely Phil Hartman's character. He's he's pretty shitty. God, he's so skeezy. So when you first see him... Um, all the single moms are hitting on him, and I was like, okay, he's, he's single, they single. I was like, cool, that that's his, his job. And then little by little, he's like, oh no, he's just kind of having his fun with you everything. Know, I didn't feel, I didn't feel the anger or grossness until he's, he's like, 
here, I'll finish making the cookies. Why don't you go take a shower, spend some you yeah, time? Yeah, that was And he takes super off her apron. Gross. And then, like, leans in and puts her, his head next to her in a big old hug. And he, like, so smells gross. her hair. And, like, yeah. his eyes roll fucking back in his she head. She would have had so many fucking, like, alarms going off in her head. Like, kick this dude the fuck out your house and get your kid and lock all the doors. Yeah, also, like, why in the world are you going to go up and get in a shower... With, with this, this dude fucking downstairs. Furry dude? Hell no. Nope. So fucking gross. I go upstairs and grab the gun. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Alright, what was your favorite scene in this movie? Uh so it it was really quick, but when uh Arnold was fighting the Santa Clauses the Santa Claus I. Uh Santa Clausen. Clausen. <laughs> and when Minimi when Minimi jumped on his shoulders and it was, I guess, trying to like choke him out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And he ducks and Big giant show. Big Show punches Mini Me and he flies like 40 feet. <laughs> that was my favorite scene, too. <laughs> it's a wall. Uh, it, it was, was the so best. Good. I did not remember that as a kid. Nope, I didn't remember that happening Boy, either. Boy, that was, was great. That was for sure my that, favorite. That tickled me. That, that tickled me. That was my favorite me. scene. That whole Santa fight was fucking great. Yeah, that made no, me laugh. And I mean, that was my favorite scene as a kid growing up, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Santa fight. <laughs> Love that. Um, I think growing up and having seen a few more Schwarzenegger movies, I think probably one of my favorite scenes is his continuing hatred towards four-legged creatures. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, him punching the reindeer in the face, you're just like, well, you had to have seen that coming. I mean, have you talked to the camel from Conan? Yeah, he like, yeah. shit out that of That thing camel. was fucked up. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. But he gave it beer, so... But he didn't give the camel beer. That thing's just dead. That Somewhere in the just... desert. Camel was just... Force goes. That one was just, just waving. That one wasn't even a stunt. That camel got punched. Yeah, that shit was fucked up. Woo. All right, what about the music of this movie? What was your favorite scene? I, the Santas. Okay, okay. Yeah, she agreed with I me. Agreed with I beat her to the punch. I said it first. Beat no, her to the, the punch. Santas. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, music wise, uh, it's funny. Um, I like some of the music. Katie over here, Christmas purist. She was getting frumpy by these covers. But have you seen that Katie? She's not a big fan of like covers of some degree. Like she's like fuck this cover. Like you have to be special to get a cover that she likes. What? You, no, you have they're... to be a specific rock ensemble. True. Of sorts. Uh, no. Because I think you hear covers, you like nope. <laughs> there are certain songs that should not be covered. Oh yeah. And the, or that very few people cover well. And that's basically where it is. Like, if you're going to cover, like, anything that's on the radio now, go ahead. YouTube covers, I could listen to that shit all day for the, like, if they're talented, that's fine. I don't care. But, like, if you're going to fucking cover Bohemian Rhapsody, like, maybe don't. Because you cannot, almost guaranteed you can't sing like Freddie Mercury. It's not going to sound the same, and it's not, it's likely not going to sound good. Much like many covers of the Christmas, like traditional Christmas songs, like the old, not not the super traditional like religious ones, like that's fine, but the ones that came out from the crooners in the 50s and the like rocking around the Christmas tree should only ever be done by Peggy Lee. Like, But where's your Christmas capitalist spirit? <laughs> Every artist deserves the ability to record at least three Christmas albums. No. Over the course of their career, so that they can no. make some extra money every year. 
Okay, I feel spreading cheer. I feel that that's okay for certain types of artists. Like again, crooners, that's okay, and people who have legitimate vocal training and vocal like pentatonics release as many as as many Christmas albums as you can. Josh Groban, Michael Bublé, I don't care. Do Barbara Streisand, go ahead, go wild. You know what the fuck you're doing. But I don't need an Ariana Grande Christmas. You don't want a Kelly Clarkson Christmas? Kelly Clarkson! Okay. Kelly Clarkson can fucking <laughs> sing. Her Christmas album is fucking fire. Christina Aguilera? I don't know. I haven't heard her a Christmas Mariah album. Mariah Carey Christmas? No. I think I've she heard She had a... that one. She has two songs that are fine. <sighs> but every other song that Mariah Carey does is just like, why? Why did you do it? Why? 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 Exactly. Michael Jackson status. Did you sing that Christmas song then? Why? Yes. Why? <laughs> why? Did you do it that way? Oh. <laughs> Yes, but there's there's a lot of songs that I feel like shouldn't be covered, and uh, there's a lot of Christmas songs that like I grew up listening to a very specific version of, so I don't like other versions of specific songs. That's, That's true. true. There's yeah. also Christmas songs that I hate already, so if someone wants to try and cover Make It Better, I'm okay. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, there's some doodle ones out there. Yeah. I instantly frown when I hear the first chord. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have uh, two radio stations that this time of year play Christmas music. Yeah. And so I alternate between the two of them because as soon as a few songs might come up, I'm like, can't listen to it, and I skip over the next station, and then normally it's something worse, and I have to decide, will I have silence, or will I have to listen to one of those two songs? Real yeah. Sophie's Choice you have. It really is. <laughs> Holiday edition. It's tough. And I, I think for, for covers, because like you were getting mad at me for not liking that cover at the very beginning... <laughs> Of this film, I think if you're gonna do a cover of a song of one of these traditional songs that everybody kind of grew up with and everyone knows that one specific version, you need to make it so different that it's like you're not trying to copy the original version. What if it has nothing to do with what they wanted and it's what they got? For example, what if. It has something to do with how expensive the rights were going to be, Ooh. or that the artist was still alive and did not give the rights to have it be in a movie, so they had to use someone covering that song. Pick a different song. Yeah, well. Like, yeah. there are literally millions of songs out there in the world. There are hundreds of versions of different Christmas songs that you could have chosen that are better. Like, <laughs> hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs that they could have chosen well, from. Well, we see how directors and stuff, um, they get real set in their ways, and they're like, no, I want this song. I want, like, this. I wrote this movie. It's like this. And that's fine to an extent. Like, okay, like James Gunn and the way that he did Guardians of the Galaxy, both of them, he basically designed a soundtrack, and then he, he made a playlist, then he wrote the films while listening to this playlist and had those songs in mind, as he was writing different scenes, and then he took that playlist and made it the soundtrack. Like, that's how he built his film. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't mind you doing that, but you if you Marvel has the money to do that. Well, yeah. Okay, 20th Century Fox had the money to do that. They paid Arnold Schwarzenegger $20 million to be in this film. <laughs> that's sort of budget. 18 too much. <laughs> but, okay, but they had a shitty, like, fast version of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree at the very beginning, and 20th Century Fox... I think also did Home Alone, who definitely has the regular version of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree in it. They already had the money for the rights. 
Like, they had it. So why put it in this weird, shitty version when you're going to do all the classic versions of all the other songs? Christmas Pass is a mysterious mistress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have strong opinions about covers. But, you know, the rest of the music was pretty solid. Yeah. And I always feel <laughs> a little wary whenever... Uh, Whenever movies, especially comedies, bring in classical music, just because not all classical music does, you know, but there are certain pieces and composers that have a special place in my heart, yeah. and I don't want it to be used in a way that's like making fun or making less of the genre because it's classical. Yeah. And so I was a little nervous when I was realizing, you know, okay, we're listening to Tchaikovsky and Nutcracker music. But it was actually, I felt it was really appropriate for the scenes. Yeah, it worked out. Nutcracker gets put into a lot of Christmas films. Sure does. All different versions. Like, I've watched Christmas films that have the Nutcracker in it multiple times because it's different versions. Like, one is a traditional classical reading. One is a Brian Setzer orchestra reading. One is, like... A sung version, like an acapella version. Yeah, and then Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Like, there's just a whole bunch of different variations on this same song, like, same Tchaikovsky music, Mm -hmm. but it happens throughout Christmas music because that's just become quote-unquote Christmas songs. Well, I mean, I'll take it, though, because the Nutcracker actually takes place During Christmas, Christmas, yes. And it's all Christmas-based. Like, that's fine. I would rather that than them being like... Raindrops on roses, and it's like, Jeez, shut the fuck up that about song. that. It's not a Christmas song just because it's I talking about winter. I hate that that song comes on at Christmas time. It has yeah. nothing to do with Christmas. We're on the same page. I do not like what my favorite things. Yeah, I, I love that it. song. I do not need it at the holiday song nah, time. Like, I don't like that song at all. The only version of that song that I like is Will Ferrell singing it while dressed up like Robert Goulet. <laughs> That's the only version of that song that I like, and it's dumb and hilarious. <laughs> He's just like yelling, and it's fucking funny. It's fun as a jazz piece. Yeah, yeah, that's Put fair. Put into a little jazz waltz. Love I actually played a uh, Latin jazz version of my favorite things. That also fun sounds too. fun. It was in a non-sung ooh, version. Like fast three. I don't even know if it was even in six. Was it a Christmas concert? No, it was just somebody was like, "Hey, I like this song. We're just gonna play it." <laughs> oh, I don't like the song, but it was fun. Uh, what about feelings? How did this movie make you feel? Uh, this movie's weird. It was making fun of Christmas and how you know consumerism. But then at a certain point, it just switched to like just a normal movie and like Dad just saves the day. Yeah. But then like no problems. Like he he should have went to jail because he Several he was involved with a bomb threat. He assaulted a cop, broke Many things. Times. Like he ran away from a cop. That's like insta. He should like, have like arrest. three tickets. I mean, also in the parade, like he impersonated a cast member for the parade and used technology he wasn't trained for and put people at risk. For the most expensive city parade that has ever existed. That's like not true. <laughs> this is like it was almost on the scale of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade for yeah. this fucking like small town. But they, that could only catch up if the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade had crazy technology of real jetpacks. Yeah, where the fuck was the jetpacks at? Like, how? Giant Snoopy's missing out. Yeah, just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that Sonic using his feet like a sap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were a mess. Well, that Ninja Turtle that was in there looked like he got beat up. But it was it just hut. one? 
Yeah, it was one. It was just uh Where the fuck is his brothers? <laughs> He's back at home. They're like, ah, I don't feel like walking. Well, you it know. It was just Leonardo, and he looked like he got beat up in a Pizza Hut parking lot. Well, yeah, didn't you see the beginning of the movie that talked about that? Because all the purple belts go out. Oh. You know, so. Wow. They, they returned all those blue and yellow belts, so. Wow. This shit doesn't make a lick of sense. Oh, yeah, you were getting. I was. Hype about the belt colors. Well, their the belt beginning. order didn't make any sense. It's not how it goes, but that's fine. Here's a question. In that scene, you see a million people having their video camera recorders out, because it was the 90s. Mm-hmm. Do you now wish it was back to using camera recorders, or do you like that everyone's on their phones for that now? I, for some reason, people are even more obnoxious with the phones. I remember, like dads and stuff with the cameras and things when I was younger but for some reason people like trying to get this weird angle with just like a phone and not even that big well, for some reason it's worse I don't people are more why. because more people have it okay think back to the 90s did every single person in the crowd have a fucking camcorder no, really. or did no. one dad or two dads have camcorders and they just fucking Made it depends video on where you were. Everybody. Yeah. But like, there were a lot of people with it. I think the biggest thing that I noticed on the Switch was that with the camcorders, before they had the fold-out screen with the digital view, yeah, you had to look through the eye, the eye port, right? Like, so you couldn't just raise it up. You'd have to hope that you're aiming right. Yeah. Right. So you have to still look at it. So you have to stay at eye level. So it never leaves anyone's sight. But also, no one's distracted by it because there's there's, there's no screen. Face. But with phones, like, you see all the light, so you get distracted and yeah. you see what's on their screen happening. And, I mean, we're all conditioned to look at screens. So I mean, that's fair. That I think that's why it's worse for me because I feel like I, like, all the light kind of ruins things for me. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to a black box I can't see into. And I've never been a big, like camera person i like seeing stuff just like with my eyes oh that was cool oh yeah and the thing that gets me people will record stuff or take a picture and it's never a picture they're gonna like use or look at later it's always like terrible and the, the same thing with the videos right. they film it's horrible looking it's like i'll go to disneyland and people will be filming the parade the whole time or filming the fireworks and it's like y'all you're not going to be sitting at home with the Apple TV and be like, hey guys, time to watch the fireworks show from two years ago. Shaky Parkinson's that. video that yeah. you did. No, watch it on care. YouTube. Also, someone else has already done it. Disney it's already puts on out professional ones on YouTube. Like, you don't need to... Yeah. You don't need to... That always shit. gets my goat. You know what? And that was actually, like... That was advice that I got from Sir Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO. I, Name drop. Little bit. Um, <laughs> when... When we did the Star Wars in concert and we were singing for that performance and he came in and talked to the whole choir, he said, you know, all these people tonight at the concert, there's, they're going to have all these phones and cameras and they're going to be watching and experiencing this concert through a small little viewport, a small little screen. And they're not going to understand the majesty of what's happening in front of them because they won't be in the moment. Shit. And he's like, I encourage all of you to live in the moment and always enjoy what you see live and take in the grandness of it all. And that That's stuck with me. He watched the grandness of fucking nine Star Wars epics through teeny tiny yellow holes. So Also true, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's but like, also, he <laughs> said it in a British accent. I mean, you can't really. I mean, that's fair. You can't turn anything down with that. So, what, were we talking about feels? How did the? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I guess feelings for me, like it, it felt like a movie. It feels like a comedy. I didn't, I didn't get Christmassy stuff from it. Really, it's yeah. a comedy that happens at Christmas, and I never watched that movie because I want to get in the, in the holiday spirit. Yeah, I agree. This is not so much Christmas feeling as much. It's like for me, it's tradition. Happy family yeah. feeling at the yeah. end, but. Even then, it's kind of like, you're my, still a shitty dad. My sister and I just, this was one of the movies that we would watch during the holiday time, so for me it's just, Tradition. oh, it's Christmas, time to watch it again, and yeah. laugh a couple things you didn't laugh at two years ago. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Like Mini-Me just fucking flying across a warehouse. That was still funny. Just, God, that was We'll always funny. be funny. Booking it. That was so fucking funny. But even like that Dan Rather joke that Belushi gave. <laughs> I didn't laugh at that as a kid. It's funny now. Yeah, that, that tickled me. He's asking too many damn questions. Going back to the music, uh, that fucking Santa workshop just like busting into that barbershop quartet, that was crazy. Yeah, that wasn't in the VHS. That was crazy. I don't remember that at all. I'm watching it now, I'm like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? I could see that they would cut that for time. They also cut for time, uh, I didn't say in the movie, but... Uh, when Sinbad is in the, the diner and he's going through all seven different variations of the gun. Yeah. Um, and it's all choppy, right? Like, they don't do that in the VHS either. Yeah. It's just he says, I want the seven action, blah, 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 blah. And it always looked like it was really cool. And then jumps to the end of the spiel. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and so that was the first time I heard all of those explanations of what they were. Yeah. All right. What about memories associated with this film? I can't. I cannot remember. Um, I just remember, oh, when Sinbad falls, what does he say? Oh, poor baby. When they're, when they're in the first toy store, he says something to Sinbad when he falls. I, I just remember that, and then when he's in the suit, flying around screaming. Oh, he's in Turbo Man's suit, yeah. Yeah, like, doing his Arnold scream, trying not to die. I remember yeah. that as a kid, but this, this one, I remember seeing it, but I was like, I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, this was not a film that I watched every year, so my memories of this are very, very little. Like, I've seen it a couple of times, but all I, re- I remember the basic plot, and that's it. That's all I got. We watched it, like, every year. Like, I, I, I met <clears throat> a friend of mine in college, and her name was Jamie. And, like, every time, every freaking time she would text, and my phone would be like, Oh, Jamie's texting. I, I would, in my head, be like, Jamie! And I, and, uh, <laughs> he knows my name! Yeah, how do you yeah. not recognize your dad's voice? Or uh, his jaw. It's, it's not even really hiding his face. Like, it's... No, it's not. It's very obviously him the whole time. Yeah. And it's not like it really disguises his voice over the speaker system. Yeah. Like they say, it's supposed Man's to. Supposed to be Austrian. Like, when, because... when they're ex- when they're explaining <laughs> how everything's gonna work, they're like, "Don't worry, you know, the microphone's gonna change your voice." And I'm like, "I don't really hear that." No, I really do a good job. Still with that. sounds Austrian. It sounded like it sounded like five percent like distorted. There was a little bit of stuff there, but nah. Like a kid, like, "Oh, that's my dad." <laughs> you know, can we take a moment to appreciate though that um, rather than playing a soundtrack? During that whole fight scene in front of the announcers' booth and stuff, they have an actual live marching band that's performing the whole soundtrack to the fight and everything. Like, 
That's pretty cool. They even had guitars and stuff that weren't even plugged into wireless amps. I was looking. Yeah, I was, was like, a mess. I didn't see nothing in their pockets or nothing. Sure didn't, but I'm impressed. Those, hey, this, this is a world where they carried have, well. Yeah, yeah, this is a world where they have jetpacks, so fuck it. They got yeah, guitars. Shout out to that whatever marching man like was part of this film. I'm assuming. Or let's say had to be part of this film because they had to prance. I'm assuming. That wasn't even like that UCLA. Wasn't even like East Coast marching. It's UCLA or USC because that parade scene was filmed in Hollywood, so it's got to be one of them. So good on you guys, I guess. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to UCLA, not thanks to USC. Fuck you guys. There you go. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's I what feel like it's one of those unsaid things. So Ryan, well, well, now it's said. It's out there in the world. Well, it's no secret. Yeah. Don't mic your band. Yeah. Learn how to play your instruments with Loudly. your own breath. Weak sons of bitches. <laughs> Good eyes. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about your seven word synopsis for this film? Okay, I got it. Neglecting your kids? Just buy them stuff. <laughs> nice. Two shitty dads. One toy. Disappointed kids. Stupid, neglectful father stoops to dubious means damn it it feels like i should add like three more <laughs> words to that that's now nine damn it <laughs> why did arnold not get arrested then more times <laughs> it's hard to seven for this one uh, anything honestly my synopsis is anything why is he's a terrible person he went next door to steal a present though i would have stole that present i would just have taken it out of i the got another one package rita wilson could have done way better uh, Big God. Show punches Mini Me across room. Damn, I can only remember Troy McClure. What's his name? Which Phil Hartman. Oh yeah, Phil Hartman should have got beat up. Yeah. He got eggnog to the face, but Arnold that was should not have really stomped him out. Yeah, should have beat his ass. And we know he likes to fight, or not like to fight. He can fight. He Boy. fought many a person in that warehouse. Yeah. What about and a reindeer? Well, this movie reminds me. That Sinbad exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of them. I always think, when I think of Sinbad, I think of First Kid. Yeah. Because that was like one of my favorite films as a kid. I remember that one. Yeah. Wasn't the one of the sons from uh, Home Improvement in that? Zachary Wasn't he like Ty the Ryan. bully? Yeah. He He's was, always a bully. He was a bully in a lot of the Disney films. He was a bully in Tokyo Drift? He was a bully in, oh, was he in Johnny Tsunami? Ooh, I fell asleep when you watched it that first day when I think, Disney Plus I think, came out. I think he's a bully in out. Johnny Tsunami, too. But he's in a bunch of stuff. He's a bully in a bunch of shit. Right around the time when Home Improvement was ending. Well, no, because he was like old, old when Home Improvement was ending. Yeah. Mid-Home Improvement. He was like 14, 15. He was just a dick in a he's whole got that bully bunch face. of movies. Yeah. And he had that, that bully haircut, that yeah. 1990s bully haircut that was, like, parted down the middle. That's terrible. Like, you typecast, like, hey, you want to be a bully in this movie? Like, I guess. And, uh, like, hey, you're money. a pretty good bully. I'm going to keep doing, you know, <laughs> give you Wait a minute, role. you're looking like a hero. Anyone have a comb? Hang on. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Parted there, down the middle. Here's the bully. It's a quick way to a bully. <clears throat> That's yep. a bully haircut. Do you also have a puka shell necklace I can put on? Great. You got a cigarette? Got a cigarette. Got some flip flops and a visor I can put on backwards. <laughs> some sort hey, you're, of. Uh, you're drifting into 2000s territory. We're talking 90s territory. Oh. Hey, some sort of really baggy plaid shirt that I'm going to have open with yeah. the undershirt. <laughs> yes. Just obnoxiously large jeans and a yep. skateboard because it's the 90s. So a skateboard why not? that I won't ride. A skateboard I will carry for dominance. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
That a mess. That Just a cool. mess. <laughs> all right. So this has been our retelling, I guess, of Jingle All the Way. Uh, thank you for joining us. What about us. the money? What about the money? The budget. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Forgot that was a thing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, how much do you think this movie cost? Fuck, jeez. Okay, you said Arnold was 20 mil. I'm going to say 42 million. Okay, I'm right. So half the money went to Arnold. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go larger. I'm gonna say cost fifty million. All right. Budget for this film was sixty million dollars. Jesus. A third of it was for. Okay. Okay. I can't even get mad. How much do you think mad. it made in the box office? Two hundred. No, that's <laughs> one seventy. Uh, one fifty. One seventy. I'm gonna say one seventy. Okay. Is that U.S. or global? Fuck, man. Uh, I'm going to say global. Everything was 170. 170 okay, okay, so we're doing global? Yeah. I'm going to go 70. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> this movie cost $60 million to make. Mm-hmm. In America, the United States, it made... million dollars. I might be right. (laughs) So it made 0.6 million dollars profit in America. That's terrible. That's amazing. Globally, it made 130 million. Yay! So they doubled their money. I'm glad they made something from it. They get us the rest of the world. Yeah, uh, because clearly America did not want to go see this. I don't know what other movie came out in. 1996 that everybody wanted to go see, but goddamn, this movie did not what did not do well. Well, and the thing is, um, the Terminator movies, um, just Arnold's name with it overseas. Those movies that that's what keeps them making more. America, we're like that's dumb, and it'll make like a dollar here, but in China and stuff, they make millions of dollars. Oh, those, the newer yeah. Terminator ones? so, that's why Arnold keeps popping up in them, because they're like, well, here, we'll make meh, but in fucking China, we'll make all our money back. To be fair, I like that one that had Matt Smith To be fair. To be fair. Wait, when did this movie come out? No, November 22nd, 1996. So, Christmas time, 96. Oh, I don't, man, I don't know. Sometimes but Christmas I don't know movies, what... they don't do well, like, and people keep dropping these Christmas movies. Like, you know, around that. I'm not a fan of Christmas movies in Christmas. I don't know why. You're not a fan of Christmas movies at Christmas time? When do you watch them? August? No, but you know what I mean? Like, when they drop them on Christmas Day? like Oh, no, no, no. Like, they, they, come see it. No, they typically like, drop at Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. they, no. They drop Black Friday. Christmas movies yeah. typically drop Black Friday unless it's a like a made-for-TV <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> okay, y'all, okay. Um, this answers everything. Okay, so November fifteenth, nineteen ninety six, Jingle All the Way, is uh, comes out. Huh? You know what else came out on November fifteenth, the same day? What? Fucking Space Jam. Ooh. Oh no wonder this film did so shitty. Of course, this movie they went flopped. up against fucking Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And you know what came out two days later? Hmm. The live action version of One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Oh, yeah, no. Both of those movies, Space Jam and 101 Dalmatians, I saw in theaters. Jingle All the Way, not till it was on VHS. Little yeah, Ryan that's fair. I saw the theater. I did see both of those in the theater. Yep. I 
Yep. Didn't stand for a chance, sure. Y'all. Saw, yeah. saw Space Jam in the theater. Little Ryan and Katie walked by the the Jingle All the Way theater and were like, "Nope." Which is weird because as a as a kid, I was in love with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like we all were, but I was like, "Oh, hardcore." Like Santa, I, I can see that later. Whatever. Like I Christmas mean, that's movie. fair. Yeah, this is too hard because I loved Michael Jordan as a kid. Like who didn't? If you grew up in the nineties. And I love Bugs Bunny, so Space Jam was an absolute must. Yes, I loved the the 101 Dalmatians when I was a kid. Like, Spot the Puppy was, like, my favorite. I had a whole bed set of 101 Dalmatians, so I had to go see that. And then this one, I guess, just kind of fell by the wayside, which I'm sure it did for a lot of other people, too, since they came out the same weekend. Didn't even make a million. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Dang, that blows. Yeah, Yeah, you're not beating Space Jam. (laughs) No. A poor marketing. Well, that's like. Well, they probably didn't think it was gonna be that ridiculous. Well, that's like any movie that came out this weekend, with Star Wars. Yeah. Like, what did you think you were gonna do? Like everyone right now in the media is talking about how Cats is bombing, and like, yeah. <laughs> it's us, not bombing because of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, that's not helping it. It's bombing because it's Cats. Okay, but that's not helping it. Uh. Besides the fact that it's Cats. Like any other musical, okay. Within, like, within would not the have month, done... within the month that uh, that Jingle All the Way came out and was already against hard movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mars Attacks came out December twelfth. That's a good one. Jerry Maguire came out December thirteenth. Also a good one. Uh, Unf- Beavis and Butthead Do America came out. Oh, that's a great movie. Uh, and Scream also came out. Jeez. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean... There was no hope for it. I, I doubt it was even in the theater for more than four weeks, maybe five. Yeah. No. And then they realized they could make more money by just putting it on VHS and selling the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showing around Christmas. <laughs> make some money. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, Cats is not was not the right choice for a movie musical, but you don't open I think movies... You meant for at a the... musical. You don't open movies that you want to do well the same weekend as Star Wars, because it just won't. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to do that well money-wise. Yeah. And if it's ass, and that that's just like, makes it worse. Well, it's it's any of these like huge blockbuster events that people have been waiting, like things that are part of a group of movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't put something that you are hoping to do well on one of the same release dates. Like... You wouldn't have put a really good film or tried to put a film against Hunger Games or against the eighth Harry Potter or against fucking the last Lord of the Rings. Like, you just don't do that. You wait, give it a month after all of those movies come out and then drop your movie and hope, okay, now now the the craze has died down. Everyone's seen that film. Like, now we're in a lull in the between times. Now we can put out that film. Or if anything, drop it like two weeks before. Yeah. Yeah, but never. I, I don't get that. And some people think their movies are strong enough to take them on. I'm like, nah. No. Let them have that. Like any Marvel movie. Nah, you fine. You can have that month. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no need to try to fight you. Yeah. Like every film that came out around Infinity War. That's like dumb. That, why? That, that's dumb, dumb planning. Why are, you tr- why are you trying to compete? Like, yes, not everyone is trying to see an action film. Or, like, not everyone wants to see a Star Wars film. And I know that it won't be the only movie at the theater at any given time. But I would not recommend opening a movie the same night as those other ones. Like, put a movie 
put your movies in theaters the week before Star Wars comes out. So when you get those people who are taking their family out to see Star Wars and you get like the one person in the family who doesn't want to see that, they have some other options to go see. But I wouldn't open against Star Wars. Yeah. It's nothing. It's not good. Nothing opened in theaters against Star Wars. Um, Today? On Cats the did. Okay. Star Wars okay. opened yeah. the 20th. For US, yeah. yeah, yeah. 20th. Um, but Jumanji The Next Level came out a few days ago on the 13th. I had no idea. Oh, wow. That was last weekend, right? Yeah. I knew it was coming out. I just didn't know it's been out for a week. Wow. I didn't know Yeah, I didn't know it was out for a week either. Yeah. Um, and then other Christmas time movies, uh, the movie 1917. Uh, that is yeah. not a World Christmas time movie. No, no. I mean, it's coming out on Christmas Day. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, movies for the family to go out and see because they're bored. 1917 is not a family movie. No, yeah, it might be for the dads. That's uh, a dad movie. That's because not a family guess what movie. also is coming out on the same day? Little Women. Talk <laughs> about sexism at its finest. Men go see 1917. Women go see Little Women. Or everybody and goes see both. children go see Spies in Disguise. Everybody goes sees all three because films are not fucking separated by sex in any way. Shouldn't be. You're correct. Aren't. War movies are for women and fucking historical dramas are are also for men. Like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. But I guarantee you, if uh, a lot of people go home to their families, like, let's go go to the theater. And they're like, I want to go see 1917. What's it about? It's a war movie. I'm, I bet you you're going to start seeing some divisiveness about which film everyone wants to go see. Because when yeah. I used to go with my family to things, it was like, okay, let's go to the movies. And almost no one wanted to go to the same stuff. And people just divvied well, up into who wants to see an action, who well, wants to see families- drama. And- for families, it's <clears throat> hard because age discrepancies. Like, both Little Women and 1917 are not appropriate for small children. Mm. So, basically, you have to go see Spies in Disguise. Yeah. But yeah. if it's just, like, two grown-ups, like, go see both. Anybody, Why not both? Anybody know about the movie The Grudge? Uh, yeah. Or no, I think it's that, right? called The Grudge. It's called The Grudge. It's yeah. coming out in January. I think it's, like, a reboot, a soft reboot of okay. uh, the Sarah know, Michelle Gellar one. There was a poster for it at the theater. Alright. I haven't seen anything about it besides that one poster. Is anyone excited for Doolittle? I'm not excited for Doolittle. I'm not. It looks like Sherlock Holmes, but he's nicer. And talking about animals. Yeah. I am. I'm okay. excited for it. Okay. I'm not at all. It's okay. I like the books, so... Yeah, and I, I loved the original film from like the 60s, I think it was. Yeah, where he traveled in a snail yeah. shell. That yeah. was badass. Super loved that movie growing up. Same. But I don't have any interest in this one. Oh, I do. I like Robert Downey Jr. a lot. So we've completely moved away from Jingle All the Way. So I think we're going to end it there. Thanks for listening, uh, and we hope to see you tomorrow. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllentownPod, or email us at AllentownPresents at gmail.com, and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. So thanks for listening. Bye! Merry Christmas! See you guys.